Welcome to the Chad Cargill ACT Test Prep Podcast, coming to you from the Ollie Ray Ranch in Choctaw, Oklahoma. This is episode 10. My goal is to give practical tips to help you increase ACT scores, qualify for college, and win those much-needed scholarships. We'll talk colleges, careers, and most of all, test-taking strategies and tips. So far in this podcast series, I have covered a lot of the different segments of the ACT, different subject areas. I've tried to give some general things as well. And one thing I really want to do is not only talk specifically on ACT strategies, but also want to tie in your scholarship process and and what college you might attend and how you choose that and why you choose that and careers you might go into. And so in the next few episodes, I really hope you'll join us for those because I'm going to be covering some really exciting topics. I've got a couple guests lined up uh, for some interviews on here, and I think you're really going to like it. And I, it'll it'll diversify the the podcast series a little bit and cover uh, some different areas. And I really hope that you'll make sure that you listen each week as these episodes are created. And this week, I'm really excited to tell you the one tip that I give in my general ideas section, where I say to the students. This is probably the easiest tip that I give that could quickly raise your ACT scores. So I'm going to go ahead and cover that right now. I talked about this very briefly in an earlier episode. I had uh, discussed how there were ways you could reduce test anxiety. And you might remember that if you've listened to the previous episodes. It was episode six. I, I gave seven ways to reduce test anxiety on the ACT. Now, one of those seven ways was that you should keep time yourself, that you should not depend on any other resource to keep time for you. You should keep time yourself. And so today, I want to go ahead and expound on that and tell you how you should do that. When I first started taking my ACTs, I used the clock in the room. So I remember I would sit down to an ACT, I would look around the room and I would find the clock and I would kind of, you know, think, okay, we're starting English. It's this time. It's going to be over at that time. And I'd start testing. Well, the problem with that, it's a 45 minute test. And as good as I thought I could remember, I really didn't remember. And I really didn't know how much time back in those days, they didn't always do the five minute call like they do now. Some test administrators did, some didn't. Sometimes you just really didn't know. I'd try to use that clock. And anyway, I realized after a few rounds of that, it that wasn't really working real well for me. And then other times there wasn't even a clock that I could see from where I was sitting. And then I was really in trouble. So I had probably taken the ACT. I don't know. I don't know how many times it had been, maybe five, six times. I don't know. And I I decided that I needed to come up with a way that I could make sure that I was finishing at the very end. I didn't want to be wasting that time. I didn't want to be surprised by the time call. And so I developed a strategy, just kind of, I just was thinking about it, just kind of developed this on my own way back when. And I did this from probably that sixth, seventh test all the way to my 18th ACT. And it just works really well. So Before I tell you what that strategy is, let's talk about what students do today. And this is the wrong way to keep time on an ACT. So first, they do what I used to, try to use the clock in the room. Don't do that. 
you won't know when it started. You won't know when it's over. Even if you're trying to write it down, you're still probably not going to know exactly. And you're going to waste time worrying about it and trying to calculate. The clock may not be seeable and you don't know how many seconds you have left on a lot of these or you don't get it to that detail. I just don't want you using the clock. And let's think about what happens even if the clock was right in front of you and it was obvious and you could use it and you say, well, I'll just write down the start time and end time and, and it's going to be easy to do. Here's the problem. You get nervous. You're working through your tests. You get nervous. You look at the clock. You notice your friends. You start thinking about the game last night. You start those conversations with yourself. You just don't want to do that. You don't want to be looking around the room. So we're not going to use the clock in the room. A lot of students will say, I don't need to use the clock in the room because they tell me when there's five minutes left. Most test administrators do follow that rule strictly. Uh, it is in the, the administrator's manual. They're supposed to tell you on each section when you have five minutes remaining. So you will be testing. They'll shout five minutes. In my workshop, I asked the students, so when the five minute call is made, what do you do? If you could administer an ACT and watch the room when the five first five minute call is made, it's hilarious. It's dead quiet. Everyone's testing. All of a sudden, she shouts, five minutes. And the entire room has a simultaneous convulsion. The whole room jumps. And then everyone looks up. And it's like, oh my gosh. And everyone starts guessing. Now, if you're a faculty member listening to this, you should ask your students, how many of you guess at the five-minute call? It is incredible how many do that. You do not want to guess at five minutes. Five minutes is a long time. You want to keep testing. It's insane how many are doing that. So stop guessing at five minutes. We don't care about the five-minute call. Five minutes is a long time. You need to keep testing. Science alone, it's like six passages, 35 minutes. I mean, you can start doing some math on that and you're like, look, five minutes is almost a whole passage. So I want to make sure that I'm not stopping and guessing at the five minute call. You definitely want to keep testing. All right. So if you don't use a clock in the room, you don't guess at the five minute call, then how do you make sure you get a bubble filled on everything? Because you don't know when they're going to call time. Here's how you do it. First of all, you need to get a watch that you can use on an ACT. The rules are simple. It cannot be an Apple Watch, a smart watch. It can't communicate in any way. It can't make noise. It must stay on your wrist. Now, when I say it can't make noise, this is a very important point. Don't go get a new watch and hope that it won't make a noise during the ACT. You need to make sure that watch does not make a sound. I was at a high school. The counselor was a test administrator and a student wore a watch. The last section science had two minutes to go and her watch beeped at the 12 noon time. She had two minutes remaining and the rules state that if that happens, you are to void the test and ask the student to leave. And he did. So I don't want you to follow that situation. I mean, I don't think that would happen at most test centers, but if the administrator follows the rule book, that may be the right call. So you just don't want to take that chance. 
So I want you to get a watch. I told my two oldest, I said, look, go to Walmart, buy the cheapest watch you can. Make sure it does not make noise. I said, just get an old watch with hands. Then I want you to do this exact thing. Now listen, this is so easy to do. Don't overthink this. It's super simple. It is exactly what I did that sixth, seventh test when I finally decided to keep time on my own. You take your watch and you set it to 11.15. 11.15 is 45 minutes till 12. The first test you will take is a 45-minute English test. She'll say, read the directions carefully. You have 45 minutes. You may begin. Now, as soon as she says go, I start my watch. Remember, the watch is at 11.15. Well, it's a 45-minute test, so I know my test is over at noon. Notice that when you do that, you never have to look up. You never have to wonder. I could test and at any moment I could glance at my watch and I would know exactly how much time I had left. It didn't take a lot of thinking. I could just glance at it. I know it's over at noon. There it is. There it is. I'm testing. There it is. Notice that if you do this, you're not looking around at your friends. You're not thinking about the game last night. You're just working and boom, there's the time. That's so simple. Then she'll yell five minutes. And when she does, you'll go, no kidding. You'll glance at your watch. No kidding. And you'll just keep on testing. When my watch said about 11.59, many times I would let it go to 11.59 and 30 seconds. That'll depend on how many questions you have left. That's when I said, okay, time. I would guess on whatever was left. Then I would do a very quick look back to make sure I had a bubble filled in on every question. Then, when my watch hit 12, she would yell, time. And while every other student in the room jumped, I would calmly stop my watch. I would stop my watch at noon, and the math test will be a one-hour test. So, you could leave your watch at noon and know it's over at one. And that's the way I like to do it now. I leave it at noon, it's over at one. That's so simple. I, I will never wonder how much time I have left, because... I can glance at my watch. Boom, there it is. Reading's a 35-minute test, so I will go to 1225 and know it's over at 1. And science is a 35-minute test, so I'll put it at 1225 and know it's over at 1. If you do that simple strategy, you lower your test anxiety, because I think we could all agree that timing on a time test and timing on an AC... It causes anxiety. And so if I do that, I can eliminate that anxiety or greatly reduce it at least. And I can work all the way to the end of the test. Let's pause for a minute and let's talk about how important or how much this could affect your ACT scores. Let's say that you guess at the five minute call. Now, this is what most students do. Five minutes we've already concluded is a long time and you could certainly get a lot of questions correct. But I want to go through some numbers with you. So just kind of bear with me on this and let's talk it through. At the five-minute call, you think the test's over, you panic, you start guessing. If you do that, you're going to guess on approximately 24 questions total in English, math, reading, and science. So I'm just kind of taking the number of questions in each section. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you know, dividing that out over the time. And it, it, it's going to be somewhere around 24 questions total that you'll guess in those four sections. 
Now, if the guessing odds play out, you're going to get about six out of 24 correct. And I know math has a fifth choice, but we're, we're, I'm trying to keep this in, in good general terms here. So if you guess, you're going to get about six out of 24 correct if the odds play out. Now, if you had a 19 on an ACT, if your composite was 19, that means you would be getting about half of the questions correct on the entire test. So a 19, you're getting about half right. But I want you to think about this. If you do this, you make that 19 and you were guessing when they called five minutes. Again, you got about six out of 24 correct rather than roughly 12 out of 24 correct. Again, if you're making a 19, you get about half correct. So this is a difference of six questions. And these six questions are spread over the four sections. When you look at a grading scale that ACT produces for one of their tests, you'll notice that when you get one more question right, many times you bump to the next number. That subscore jumps. Sometimes it takes two points or uh, two questions or, or it, it, can, it can vary a little bit. But if you take six questions and you spread them over the four sections, that difference, it's over one composite score increase. It's over a one composite score increase. So if you're guessing at the five-minute call and you score 19, if you follow what I have described in this episode, you can raise your ACT score to at least a 20, and that's doing this alone. That's not doing anything else that I teach. That's not studying. That's nothing but keeping time and stop guessing at the five-minute call. And I think another great thing about it, your anxiety is going to lower. And man, if we could start reducing test anxiety, we can help underperforming or underachieving test takers start getting to the levels that they should be. Now, if you're an administrator or a teacher listening to this, I want to talk about this from your perspective for a moment. When I do faculty workshops, I always pause at this moment in the faculty class and I, and I just have a little talk about time test. Now, when I was in high school, I loved my teachers. I, I guess I was kind of weird. I don't know. I loved all of them. And most of them loved me. We had real good relationships. And so I'm just going to be honest here. I never worried about time on a test. Never. Why would I need to worry about time on a test? I mean, if the bell rang, I, I didn't worry about it. I just kept testing. Why? Because I knew she would write me a pass to the next class. It was never an issue. Well, we know on an ACT, there's no passes. When she calls time, it's it. In my faculty workshop, I do this scenario almost verbatim. This is what I do. I say, look, I, I don't want you to be mean, but I want you to try this. I want you to tell your students that tomorrow there's going to be a quiz. And say, look, I know that, you know, a lot of times we do passes, whatever, but tomorrow in this quiz, here's how it's going to work. You're going to walk into the room. There's going to be a test, the quiz on your desk face down. You will not touch it. As soon as everyone is seated, say this. You're about to take a 45-minute test. This test will be over in exactly 45 minutes. I will say, you may begin. The next thing you will hear from me is five minutes. Then the next thing you will hear from me is time. Put your pencils down. If I see any of you make one mark on your paper after I say time, your test will get pulled. You will get a zero. No questions asked. Do not have mom call. I will not change that grade. Now, how many of you listening when I said that got a little bit nervous? Yeah, and that is almost exactly what happens on an ACT test. 
What's crazy about it is the student is at a different high school a lot of times than he attends. It's a person up there he doesn't even know. And it's intimidating and it causes a lot of anxiety. And so what I would like you to do in your class is I would like you to simulate that. And then you can tell them, go, look, I wasn't doing it to be mean. I'm just simulating exactly what they're going to do on an ACT. Now, if you did that a few times in class, I think what happens with the students is the students go to ACTs and she stands up there, the administrator stands up there and starts giving the talk about, you know, 45 minutes, you know, uh, I will say five minutes. Next thing you will hear is time, put your pencils down. And you know, if you make a mark, it's over. Well, I think what'll happen is the students will be like, oh yeah, we do this in high school. It's no big deal. The more we can simulate this, the better it will help our students and their anxiety will go down. I think it's a practical way that we can practice ACT and practice taking time tests and help our students lower that anxiety. So there we go. I, I really hope that uh, this is something that will be easy for everyone to implement. Uh, it's a very easy way to keep time. I don't know why I thought of that when I was testing all those years ago, but man, I've been teaching that ever since. I've taught that for 28 years at my classes, teaching in every class. I taught it to my two oldest. They have done it. And uh, I will guarantee you, I'll be teaching it to my next six. And uh, uh, if they will use that simple strategy, they're probably going to lower anxiety and raise score their scores as well. Now, again, in the next few weeks, I'm going to have some really exciting uh, episodes. Uh, we're going we're gonna to be talking a little bit about college choices, what kind of colleges you might want to you know, think about and consider and why you might want to consider those. So I'm really excited about that one. That'll be in a couple weeks. Then we're going to have a great episode coming up, uh, just an awesome interview. And I think it's going to be something that a lot of you are very interested in and you really don't know how to do it or what to do with it. And we're going to tie it into some ACT, but we're, we're mainly going to talk about that career and I'm going to, man, you're going to love this interview. Our guest is amazing. And so, uh, I, I I'm pretty excited about it. Obviously you can tell from the way I'm talking and I know you will be too after you listen. So I really hope you will continue to listen to these episodes, share them with a friend. And uh, you can always go to Chad Cargill's, uh, Chad Cargill workshop, Facebook page and post any comments there or questions that you might have. And be looking for emails. If you're on our email list, um, whether you got on that through scholarships.chadcargill.com or testday.chadcargill.com, if you're on that email list, be watching for that. I'm going to do some live, uh, trying to put together some live webinar, uh, uh, some interactive things where you can do some uh, Q&A with me. And maybe I can start answering some specific questions that you might have. So be looking for that. Uh, I got some of that uh, probably coming real soon. I'll make sure if you're on that mailing list, that I send that to you so you will know and you can get registered for it and hopefully you can join. Well, I hope everybody has a great week and I'm looking forward to next week with you again. I hope you'll decide to join. So until then, have a great, safe week.